You're listening to a Brain Stew Fresh Fright Review. What's up, creeps? Welcome to another Epic Film Guys Fresh Fright Review. I'm Justin. I'm Jeremy. I'm B-Ratty. That's right, motherfucker. And we are here to talk about a brand new movie that landed on Hulu, a streaming movie that everyone is talking about right now and we felt like it deserved to be reviewed on the show. Brady, what's the movie called? The movie is called... No one will save you. It's called No One Will Save You! What the fuck's up, Denny's? Yeah, that's how excited we are for this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta throw in what the fuck is up, Denny's. Really sell it, Justin. (laughs) Oh, man, for sure. I mean, dude, every show that I ever played, when I would come out, the first thing I would ever say is, what the fuck is up, and wherever I was... Then I would proceed to call them pussies oh. in order to get them angry. <laughs> so they would beat the shit out of each other. So no matter how much we sucked that night, we were usually Did you ever good. say the wrong but place, though? Because that was always a fear of no, mine. Like, I intentionally no. was never like, what the fuck is up, insert state? Because I was like, dude, I'm like, I'm very forgetful. You guys know this. So I'm like, dude, I don't want to be like, what the fuck's up, Kentucky? And then be like, nah, bro. You're in Rhode Island, <laughs> you know, like that. That was always a legitimate fear of mine, man. Well, it was even harder for me because half the time we were playing these tiny little podunk towns and I, I had no idea where I was, where you, we were using printed out map quest directions. Remember the old yeah, I had days? A, I had old school Garmin, fucking... man. Dude, we were too poor for fucking GPS. Yeah, so we were just like, yeah, let's print that shit out. And, um... It would be like, I, I wouldn't even know the name of the town, for real. I would just get up there and be like, oh, we're near Albany. So I'd be like, oh, Albany, or whatever it would be. Um, but yes, that's how excited, ladies and gentlemen, we are to talk about this movie, the brand new science fiction horror film written, directed, and produced by Brian Duffield, starring Caitlin Daver. And yeah, um, this one was not on our radar at all whatsoever. We weren't really... No looking forward to it or anything like that i saw a lot of people posting the posters mm-hmm. on social media and stuff and then uh, a good friend reached out and said listen you're you're gonna want to watch this because some very lucky people got screeners of this unfortunately we don't get anything for hulu uh so for hulu i like you but fuck you yeah you should put us on your screener list for sure then we'll review your yeah, movies so early. Nut up or shut up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure, man. For real. Um, but yeah, so we're here. We're going to talk about the movie. Uh, like I just said, you guys, you, neither of you had any indication this thing was coming out. I remember like telling you, Jeremy, to watch it. And Brady, I don't know if it was on your radar at all either. No, it was the same thing. Like I saw the posters for it flying around social media, but I did never saw a trailer or anything for it. And I was like, oh, like I'll, I'll probably check it out. Um, it it was also coinciding with uh, it lives inside, so I kept getting those two mixed up. I kept I kept yeah, wanting it, to call this li- "No One Lives." I'm like, wait a minute, no, wrong movie. That's not it. No one fucking lives. Dude, this this is just like the metal go. edition. 
I was, I was jamming to that. that was yeah, good. there you go. We got, we got to get it out of our systems a little bit. We got to get it out of our systems. Um, but yes, if you haven't seen the movie, I'm going to try to do this more often for you guys listening. If you haven't seen the movie, it's going to be full spoilers because the movie is very minimalist. So we got to dive right into everything. But for those uninitiated that have seen it or haven't or whatever, you just want to listen anyways, pretty tell them what the fuck the movie is all about. Of course. Uh, so, No One Will Save You introduces Bryn Adams, who is a creative and talented young woman who has been, quote unquote, alienated from her own community. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, lonely, but ever hopeful. Bryn finds solace within the walls of the home where she grew up. Um, she's, you know, very creative doing stuff like making dresses or dancing or cooking or writing letters to her dead friend, Maud. Uh, and then one night she's woken up by a strange noise from unearthly intruders. Uh, and then what follows is an action-packed face-off between Bryn and a host of extraterrestrial beings who threaten her future while forcing her to face her past. There it is. Pretty good. There it is. There it is. All right, that's it, guys. Episode over. Uh, thank for you for once, listening. You didn't, you didn't re- just read verbatim the IMDb description, so I'm very proud of I you. I never just do that. Dick. Oh. I do. <laughs> I, if, like, yeah. if you're ever not on, I'm like, mm, IMDb says, <laughs> this movie is about an exiled, anxiety-ridden homebody that must battle an alien who's found its way inside her home. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I like to take a little look at uh, a couple of different mm. descriptions and make a no. map, but that's fine. No, no, Whatever no. you guys want. No, no, I was very, very, very impressed there. I, I hope that our audience right now, while they're listening to the episode, is applauding you and cheering right now. Probably You're not. the champion, Brady. You're the champion. Uh, but yes, so, you know, I want to throw it to Eeny, meeny, my, Jeremy. Yep. Throw it to you first. <clears throat> what were your initial thoughts no I had no it. expectation for this movie because uh, I hadn't even seen a trailer for it. And then all of a sudden people started talking about it. And that's always a good sign. When when people that love the genre as much as you get excited over something, then then you realize, like, all right, well, this thing, you know, is catching some love, so this, this might be special. So uh, I don't think I ever watched the trailer for this movie, actually, before watching it at all. So I... I I knew very little about this movie other than it was aliens and it was horror. Because often we get aliens in sci-fi, right? It's it's very, very far and few between that we get straight up, like, horror alien films. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, the most recent ones that I can really think of is um, there's a movie called Extraterrestrial, which is really fucking rad. It's very fast-paced. It's from the... Uh, the, the writing duo that, that made Grave Encounters 1 and 2, which you guys know I love that movie. Um, Extraterrestrial isn't as good as Grave Encounters 1 and 2, but it's still super, super solid, and it's a straight-up alien horror film. I also loved, um, in uh, VHS 2, um, the director... Oh, here we go with VHS again. Yep, the director, um, Jason Eisner, who made Hobo with a Shotgun, he did, his short film was called... Um, Alien abduction slumber party or something along those lines. I probably fucked that up a little bit, but uh, it was awesome, man. Because it's like, dude, it's like straight up aliens and horror, which is something that super excites me. So, um, I had to sign up for uh, a free seven day pass for Hulu. Yes. Did, did you do the that's same right. thing? So, well, no, because I I, I have okay. Hulu because they have a lot of good uh, 
true crime shit. Mm-hmm. But I was going to say, and thanks for reminding me by reminding me of that. Uh, if you haven't watched the movie yet and you want to watch the movie and you don't have Hulu, they are offering a seven day free trial so you can fucking get the trial, watch the movie and be like, I'm done with you. Yeah. So, so me, me and my wife watched it and, you know, she uh, it's funny. I saw her comment on your post, Justin, where she was like, as a normie, I love that she's adapted some of the uh, the terminology. So. A normie is is someone who doesn't actively love and participate in the genre, but they're just a normal person who casually enjoys the genre from time to time. So I like that she she called out that from an, a normie's standpoint, and then she like shared her thoughts on the film and shit like that. I thought that was funny, but we we watched it, and uh, yeah, I mean we'll get into how we felt about it here in a little bit, but uh, went into it with zero expectation, and uh, yeah, was pleasantly surprised. Nice. And be ready. Be ready. Uh, yeah, I mean, similar to Jeremy, it's and like we said, like there, I didn't really pay attention to much marketing. I thought the trailer or the poster looked really good. Didn't see a trailer, um, but get kept getting it confused with uh, a lot of under the radar movies that are, are coming out this month, prepping for Halloween. Um, so sat down and watched it, uh, and you know, went into it with minimal expectation uh there were a lot of things that worked in it uh and there were some things that really left me wanting more from the movie coming out of it um that i needed to watch it a second time because um i don't have hulu wow. but I, I use my sisters uh and so <laughs> look at you stealing I, uh, someone else's streaming i uh I hulu agent has I, entered the chat <laughs> right i still just didn't i i I don't know. There's some things that are, are, are really lacking in the movie for me. So that's how I, I left it. And we can go into it with after Justin, you tell us your initial thoughts. Uh, interesting. Interesting. No, no, no. Um, uh, That's actually one of the first takes I've heard uh, in regards to people wanting more from it. Totally fair. We're going to dissect that and get into it. Um, yeah, myself, uh, I, I, I had, like I said earlier, like no anticipation for it or anything like that. I have been seeing the posters all over the place and I was wondering ah, straight to streaming and those typically don't get me all that excited and I had just seen Gareth Edwards the creator like mm. the day before I started to pay attention to this and the creator is by far a sci-fi masterpiece one of the best science fiction films I would dare say it's probably the best since Blade Runner 2049 so I was like blown out of the water by that movie wow. and then of course a quick follow-up the same week getting something like this which you know it's we had um nope last year and you know we all were pretty much on the same page about that one and that that's the closest thing we've gotten to uh, an alien invasion film you know with a, a good auteur director behind it and we all really enjoyed that so i mean it's it's rare to see alien invasion films uh slash home invasion films get that mashup together and w- when I heard what the premise was, and you know, I'll, I'll admit it openly, I didn't watch the trailer at all. I didn't. I was like, I want to go into this completely blind. But I had heard that it went back to Steven Spielberg's original concept I- in a way of ET, which was never meant to be a family-friendly film. His original concept for ET was, what would happen if a family in a farmhouse in the middle of nowhere had an alien visitor that was, you know fucking angry and wanted to kill them right you know in other words and that, that eventually led to him dumbing it down and changing it to a family oh. movie. Love ET. it's a classic 
<laughs> but uh, when I heard the concept, I was like, I'm in. It's going to be a Friday night watch. I'm pumped. You know, and I, I, I like Caitlin Daver. I uh, only thing I know her from is Booksmart. And I fucking love Booksmart. I thought she was fantastic in the movie. I haven't seen her anything since then. So, uh, yeah, wanted to give it a shot. And I'm extremely glad I did. So let's open it right up here for the actual review. Uh, well, first, first things off started, I'll I'll just say I I like the design of the aliens. I like how it goes back to like that 1950s era. It's great. Yeah. It's big head, big eyes, nasty ass fingers and, and toe fingers like when it's crawling out of the window. Like that made me so uncomfortable. Red. And like that's what I wanted to see. And, and don't get me wrong. Like, there are really good modern alien or extraterrestrial designs that we see in film. And, and I like those. But this one just really like threw it back and did it in a really good way where it still made it unsettling. Like what if this thing was going through your house? Like Justin, all I could think of was like, you're out in fucking Winchester. Like that's like where she lives in this fucking film. It's like, that's your I live town. out in Winchester. I'm about five minutes away from West Virginia. Yeah. And so if it's an like, alien came out here, I'd be dead really quickly. Yeah. And, and so I, I loved that. Um, and I, that was one of the really good marks. And, and Caitlin, she does such a fucking great job in her role with, with so little dialogue, and it's all this emotive, physical acting and, and just power. Um, and she projects so strongly those emotions, you know, whether it's being dejected by the town or whether it's being uh, fearful of what's going on because she's alone or, you know, towards the end where she's getting that strength and, and that rebirth of herself and, and forgiveness so to speak um so those things all worked for me uh and it's just i don't know the things that didn't work is it, it mine are going to come later so we can go with everybody else real quick because i don't want to just like jump way too far ahead no very fair jeremy yeah you're you, what are the pros what, what did you walk away from most positive with um, this one? almost everything honestly i i <laughs> i i loved that uh and I won't go too far into it uh, just yet, but I, I loved that the finale, it really made me think about, like, what did this mean? Like, how did I interpret this? And I've had uh, some great conversations about what it means, and I think that I actually, me and a buddy, I, th I feel like we, like, decoded the ending and, and what it meant and um, how everything played out. But I got to be honest with you, like, I, I feel like this, you know, there's some movies where it's like you're really going out of your way for there to be not a lot of dialogue. You know, this is one that felt more natural because she was by herself. You know, I hate movies where it's a character by themselves and then all of a sudden the, the character starts having a conversation with themselves out loud just because there's nobody else yeah. around. So I like that that wasn't used here. Um, she had to project all of her emotions, everything with her face, with her body movements with her mannerisms. Um, and, and I, I loved that. I, I loved the feeling of isolation that we went through as an audience with, uh, with her character, um, with, uh, the character of Bren, you know, like there's nobody else around just like the title of the movie. No one will save you. And there's an, that there's a dual meaning to the title, obviously, um, for no one will save you because, you know, she did something when she was young that uh, she didn't necessarily mean, and it's kind of marked her in her town where people fucking hate her. They want nothing to do with her. They look at her like a monster. So 
especially given how everybody already feels about her, no one is coming to save her no matter what. So I like that the only person that she can really depend on to get herself out of this situation is herself. I loved the alien designs. Um, I like how the aliens moved. Justin, you called when we talked on the phone before I watched this. You said I'm I'm pretty sure I already oh, know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Brady. <laughs> so you see, so yeah, you you knew you, yeah what I thought you were yeah, gonna and like. I mean obviously it's the CGI right like. Which, which, yeah, yeah. that's what I thought. Of course, because like. you, you know, I've said it before on the show. I'm not a, a big fan of of CGI being overly utilized in horror films when it's not necessary. There's a lot of this movie that it absolutely was necessary due to how the aliens move and how they look. I mean, let's let's talk about this one real quick. How about the fucking 25 foot tall fucking alien monster with the spider with fucking 25 feet long arms and legs too? I don't know what the fuck that one was about. Maybe there's different like species within this species of alien. Yeah, that's that's something really interesting. Uh, not to cut you off or anything, but the way that I thought of it was, it's entirely possible that the greys, you know, the regular smaller sized uh, aliens we see in the film, have actually utilized another species of alien that they've brought the with them on the ship for the invasion to use as arsenal because yeah. they're small. They're smaller guys. You know what I mean? They're 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 little. They're like the the traditional little small yeah. gray, you know, bubble head, big black eyes. So that's the way that I I was like, man, they're not. They looked slightly different too in the face. So I thought it's potentially like something where they've harnessed these as like kind of creature yeah. weapons. If of uh, invasion of the body snatchers made sex with the faculty and mm. the movie Signs, we would have no one will save you like that. I, I'm so glad you mentioned Invasion of the Body Snatchers because I totally felt that fucking oh, for vibe sure. in this movie. For sure. Oh, especially with the things in the throat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, like, even, you know, how some of the, the human hosts, um, you know, how they're, you know, kind of inanimate at times and you could tell that they're just bending to the will of, of the aliens, you know. So I, I, man, I had a great time with this fucking movie. You know, I know a lot of people are bitching that they wish that there was more dialogue and more things, but I, I loved their, the claustrophobia <laughs> of, dude, it's this chick on, like, that basically lives in a farmhouse away from everybody, and, like, it, these aliens are thriving out of sheer numbers. Like, it's just... Well, it's a, it's a cat and mouse game yeah. at the end of the day. That's what it is. 100%. Yeah. A, a great point, and I, and I thought of this as I was looking up information about... Steven Spielberg's early concept idea for E.T. And he had a great quote that is very relevant here for this movie. He said, if you want to learn about craft and technique, and this is in regards to advice to aspiring filmmakers, watch films with the sound off. And in this case, we've got great sound design, we've got a great score, but almost entirely no dialogue. I mean, it's mostly silent, and I think for the first 15 minutes or so, once I realized that they were going to go for that, I was, like, so excited because, I mean, think about, you know, the Quiet Place mm-hmm. films. They they did something very similar where it's it's it has to be quiet, so you're just watching everything visually and with the sound. And, you know, obviously this took note from that and other films that have tried different techniques over the last few years. But it, it, it absolutely fucking nailed it, the visual style to the movie. And this movie is so lean. I mean, within the first 10 to 15 minutes, 
she's already got a visitor at the house. You know what I mean? She's already it it it, it feels like I love how it begins as like you know this kind of sad melancholy vibe where she's going to visit her mom's grave and then she's at home dancing and she loves building her little townhouses and stuff the little um the uh, models if you will and then next thing you know she's just trying to go to fucking bed and boom an alien there and i would dare say this is probably the most terrifying home invasion film i've seen since hush maybe you know, where and at first I was starting to wonder, like, you know, obviously, because I didn't read much into the movie or watch the trailer. I'm like, is she mute? Is she deaf? Is, is, yeah. there, is any yeah, of that yeah, yeah. going on? I mean, she, she's playing music, so clearly she's not deaf, but she can hear the stuff. So I immediately. Went, oh, OK. So she can actually hear the sound. She could sense what's going on in the house. But she screams and stuff. She makes noises, but she doesn't actually say any words. Yes, I I have to give a lot of props to the writer, Brian Duffield, who also directed the movie. It's only his second movie he's directed because I feel like with a different director uh, in different hands, you'd have the character being like, fuck, shit. You know, the same stuff we hear in all these other modern horror films, which can be consistently annoying but no, we have this character just emoting, like Jeremy said perfectly, uh, just using her mannerisms and her body language to, to showcase what she's feeling, her emotions. Either she's angry when she attacks the Grey and fucking murders that motherfucker like he ain't shit, or when she's you know hiding away and, and the suspense is building in the scene and you can just feel the tension and, and how terrified she is. And how she's trying to plot, what am I going to do in this situation next? Uh, I mean, masterful fucking performance. I mean, for me at least, this was a breath of fresh air for both the home invasion and the alien encounter genre. Uh, Like I said, this movie's so short, it gets right to the point. There's like no fat to cut off this thing. It's just a blast from start to finish. And of course, yes, there are themes to the film. That thing we like to talk about on the show all the time. The trauma, you know. Well, going back real quick, not to cut you off, but like I'm one of the people that I don't really like the the lack of dialogue works well in a lot of the movie, but there are parts where it just feels like kind of like a weird version of a quiet place, like without enough buy-in, right? Like that isn't embedded into the story. Like there's no reason for her to be that quiet, and so there were times that maybe it's because like me, and I'm not saying I'm normal at all, uh, but like when I am alone or like I'm doing something and I see something that shocks me, I will audibly say something like, Oh, it may not be like, Oh shit. Like I don't need that in a movie. But like there were so many times in the movie, especially in the beginning where she's alone, where she's like waving to someone or like looking at someone longingly or like running into someone and not saying anything. And it's like those, those moments I was like, okay, like that doesn't seem real. And so like, it felt very gimmicky in a way. Not the whole movie. A lot of it worked. Like you said, Justin, like the sound design, the the atmosphere, like those moments where she it's her and the alien, like that works really well. But there were just some some moments that felt very fake and kind of like brought me out of the movie, if that makes sense. That, that's very fair. I think at the same time, you know, we know this character is very isolated. The more we learn about her, 
she doesn't go out much. You can tell she's socially awkward, and we find out much later why. Yeah. Let's, um, go, let's go ahead and get know, into she, that. Why? Yeah. Well, well, she accidentally killed her best friend, Maud, and this is a, a situation that's been haunting her ever since. We don't know much about what happened to her mom for the most part. We know that it, it seemed like they were extremely close. They were Maybe a strong she family her too. unit. Um, no, she didn't. I know. She didn't. Do that. Um, but, <laughs> I mean... It, it, totally different character if, it, if, if that was the case but and the interesting thing about that is they allow the audience to see that and they release that information to us and we're still rooting for this person she made she character. made uh, a rash decision dude i know somebody growing up that got into a fist fight and punched a dude as you do in a fist fight and dude fell backwards hit his head on the concrete and died like, I know somebody that that happened yeah. to. So, like, um, you know, like, sometimes things happen that you don't plan for, and it's it ends up being something that was so minute that ends up changing your life forever. And, and that's exactly what happens to this character, and it's a weight that she's carried. And the town of how could she forget or, you know, or forgive herself living in the same town where nobody else will forget or forgive her for what happened? I mean, there's a scene where she goes into town to report that a fucking alien, a dead alien, because she kills an alien, and it was fucking awesome. Um, it, it was, was awesome. When, it was when, fantastic, when that first alien breaks into her house, and spoiler, we told you there were spoilers, you motherfuckers, um, when all of a sudden uh, she fucking mercs this alien, this first alien that she comes in contact with after the alien was fucking with her for a long time in the house. It was such an awesome and earned moment where, you know, you're like, scared for this character then she kills this alien so then the next day she fucking rides her bicycle like hella far into town and is like I need to report that I, a fucking alien broke into my house and I killed it and its body is in my house when she runs into Maud's parents who come to find out her dad is a police officer and her mom happens to right, be there and like yeah. dude her mom the Maud's mom spits in Bryn's face yeah, isn't that assault? And it's like, so, yeah, it, it is, and it's so disgusting that I just wanted to get a straw out of my pocket and suck that spit right off her cheek and swallow it. Oh. That was... That's what, that's what that I just... Was interesting I thing. I was like, yo, that's disgusting. said on the show. I want to eat it. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> or am I? But no, I'm just joking. Um, uh, but yeah, no, she, right. she, she, like, dude, she gets spit in her face, and, like, she walks outside. No save you from that yeah, one. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. Fucking... Come for me. You're all on your own, buddy. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) I was like, what's the most ridiculous thing I could say that there was? So, we're the disgusting brothers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, so she like literally runs out of the police station after being spat on deliciously. Mm -hmm. And, uh, she's. (laughs) Mm. All right. It was was funny for a minute. Now it's kind of gross. Hmm. No, just all right. Anyways, yeah, so, so she, she runs, runs out. out and she has a breakdown and she's just like, okay, fuck it. And that's where I feel like the dual meaning or even like almost thrice meaning, if you will, for the title of no one will save you. Um, she's just like, okay, like no one is going to save me from this crazy thing that happened. Fuck it. I'll do what I always do and I'll deal with it myself. So she goes back home and. She waits for more aliens to come in, in a very... You know, it's got to suck that everything has to be, like, 
compared to Home Alone. It's like, okay, well now now you got to set up the you got you got to get ready cuz you know they're coming back and shit like that. But she does. She gets ready cuz she's she has a feeling that these these aliens are probably going to come back. Um but yeah, I mean, dude, it just uh so many things happening with with no dialogue that I'm completely on board for and and you feel for this character. Uh and I do like that this film there's a mystery going on because you don't find out until the very end of the movie why um, who this mod person is, why she's writing letters to this mod person, why the town hates her, why did this lady just spit in her face? You know, um, you don't find out these things until the very, very end, which I kind of like it. It was like it was like a mystery that was going on throughout the film as well, which I really dug. Well, it goes you, you, it goes into what you were saying too about how there's like these these meanings to the title and like the meaning that I got the most from it is this sense of self forgiveness that the movie portrays and like oh really, for sure that no I mean the, no the moment yeah the moment at the end of the, that Jeremy's talking about there is that moment of clarity where she she does forgive herself and she's like fuck it I'm 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 gonna do this thing like I'm gonna get out of this mm-hmm. this is the moment for me where I I have to push myself out of this rut. And, and I'm going to go for it. And I, I think it's very powerful. Yeah. Um, I like that part of it. I think that's powerful. I like that that metaphor of, of self-forgiveness. Uh, can I say what I don't like? I was like? about to ask you, what don't you like about this movie? Yeah, what the I fuck do you not like in like the movie? I don't like the ending. I don't mm. like that these aliens are just like, mm, we're going to look at your trauma. We're going to look at what you went through. We're going to see these memories and we're going to say, okay, we're going to let you go. We're going to, like, you've forgiven yourself. You're showing remorse. We're gonna. You didn't really mean to kill this guy of ours. Like you didn't mean to kill your friend. We're gonna let you go. I don't think that there was enough. I think because it's so lean and mean that you don't get enough of that uh, drawn out to really care that much or feel invested in what happens at the end. And like, sure, there's. I've seen a couple things online, and like somebody was like, well, maybe they didn't actually let her go. Maybe they were like, all right, well, we're gonna like imprison you or or, or keep you captive, and like this is your new your new life. Where like were over you like at the end the ships are the spacecrafts are all above them and like maybe that means that they're just being held captive and like she's allowed to live out her new sense of of self-forgiveness there but like i just it didn't work for me and well i I mean she's 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 herself though and she's surrounded by the rest of them that had you know the alien you know sure but it just it didn't work for me and like i came away from it being like Hmm, you gotta be fucking kidding me like i and I think it's funny that you two are the ones who are like, oh, we love this idea of trauma when like you're always complaining about trauma on all the other episodes. But like this is just this was like, done differently. Well, well there's this a reason. Differently. Well, 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 yeah, this was done differently. That's the entire reason. So you being shocked at that, you shouldn't be shocked at that because it, it's all about how it's delivered throughout the, for, the film and the story, how it's conveyed. And it wasn't beating me over the head with it necessarily. It was very subtle. And in and, and, and the way that the director sewed it into the fucking story and it, it it made sense to me and like i said you're rooting for this character the entire movie you don't know much about her she seems like sweet and innocent like i said she's wearing this nice little fucking sundress and she's dancing around to old music with her nice farmhouse and you know she's all by herself and alone then you find out later in the movie she's a murderer mm-hmm. whether it's accidental or not you can Probably she probably got manslaughter. Who knows? But she's still a murderer. She killed someone, and you still feel that empathy, and you're still rooting for her by the end of the movie. That, in my my viewpoint, means that the director fucking nailed it home hard. It means that what they were trying to do worked, because 
Some people at that point would be like, oh, fuck her, man. She killed someone. She killed her fucking best friend. I'm out of here. I'm not even going to support this character. But no, I was still by the end of the movie. I, yeah. You know, she made yeah. a mistake. And I'm here for it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hold her up. And I'm you know? so, so I'm, think, I'm not saying that like I'm not saying I'm in the camp where saying she shouldn't have been forgiven or shouldn't have forgiven herself because she was young. It was an accident. I understand that. I don't agree with the direction to make it that the aliens see that trauma and say that too as like okay, you're good to go. Like I don't like. So that okay, so here here's my interpretation of that, and like me and a buddy had a full blown conversation about it, and uh, this is kind of what we discussed and definitely what I think is okay so if you see a spider in your basement right and it's creeping along you're like fuck that spider like I don't know where it's gonna go what it's gonna do is it gonna make more spiders in my basement you kill that you kill that spider right Mm -hmm. however if you walk outside and in your grass like there's a mound and there's fucking 100 ants carrying about doing what they're doing Right, you look at that and you're like, well, that's even though there's more of them, that's that's not a threat. That doesn't feel like a threat to me, right? So I feel like when she gets, when Bryn gets abducted and she's in the spaceship and they're able to go inside of her mind and basically look at her entire life, everything she's ever done, you know, this horrible act that that she did on accident that resulted in her best friend's death, you know, the fact that you know she's she's killed these aliens and things like that. This is where I feel like the the triple meaning for no one will save you is she understands, or I'm sorry, the aliens understand, understand that, understand. you know I had to go there. So the aliens understand that she has no one down there, right? And she, after going into town when she wants to report it, she realizes that she has no one, right? And the aliens know this. She's no longer viewed as a threat. And if anything, they're just like, they're like, why waste the time on this one? You know, let's let this one go because she doesn't matter. She doesn't care about people anymore. Uh, she's she's given up on, on... She's forgiven herself, but there's nobody else that she would want to save down there. She's not a threat to our invasion. Fuck it. If anything, in some low-key way, she could potentially help. And what happens is, in that scene, the aliens are voting. Do we infect her and make a host out of her and make her one of us? Or do we just let her go down and let her carry about her life like she does every single day in that farmhouse by herself? And if anything, you know, she'll appreciate us because we know everyone down there hates her. We've turned everyone into one of us. Now she'll have some form of companionship and almost kind of rule that town a little bit to, to do what she wants. And I feel like they were just like, you know what? She's not that spider in the basement. She's one of these ants that don't fucking matter to me. Let her go down. Fuck it. And I feel like that was the decision that was made. She wasn't a threat. Fuck it. Go live your life. And I, I really fuck with that. When the movie first ended, I was like, damn, I don't know how I felt about that ending. But the more that I dissected it, and kind of realize, like, oh, shit, like, the aliens legitimately had a vote about what they were going to do with her. I feel like that was kind of creepy in its own way when you, when you look at that. Um, and now, and it ends with a happy ending, even though the aliens won. The aliens have taken over Earth, man. Oh, you got all the spaceships. Which, Jeremy, is... 
probably the most creative ending I've seen for an alien invasion movie, and I can't even tell you how many. Oh, dude, years. absolutely, absolutely. And, and honestly, going back to Invasion of the Body Snatchers, you know, uh, that movie ends with the aliens winning too, right? So, like, I feel like there was a lot of parallels with with that one. But I love the creative decision of like she was tormented this whole movie over her past. It took an alien invasion, and her empowering herself. To forgive Dude. herself, and now it Perfect. ends. She's happy. She can live a great life, even though these aliens have legitimately taken over our planet. She's found yeah. herself in yeah, this I invasion. I love it, dude. I love right? it. She's, she's finally found herself. She's forgiven herself. She's found herself. She's happy living where these people are under the influence of something else because they'll accept her. There's that acceptance that she can have again. She's lost her best friend because she made a huge mistake. She's lost her mother. She has nobody else. And now by the end of the movie... Yeah, typically this would be considered like a very dark, like if you look at the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers ending or even Halloween 3, which homage that, it's like the the whole world is dead. Everyone's gone. And here, the aliens actually win. We see them serve, like they're above everything. They're doing their thing. But yet all these people that they've infected, technically, uh, are just dancing along to fucking salsa and shit. Like, yo, it's Friday fucking night. I'm doing my thing. So that to me thematically is way more about the character of Bryn than anything else going around around yep. her. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just this is a character piece. And that's why it's so important that Caitlin Dever has this performance that she has because it is fucking brilliant. And that's what we're watching. We're we're it's yes, a home invasion, alien invasion horror film, but it's a character piece, which is the centerpiece of the film. It's way more important than anything else that's going. It's so isolated. You understand, like, you're not, you get introduced to characters, but only in visual sense. There's there's no dialogue. There's no flashback to, like, you know what I mean? Like, this is it. This is the character that you're invested in. And I thought that was extremely She fresh She also and, seemed and like, expensive. I, I like that they didn't go traditional Hollywood on casting this role and it being this beautiful CW-looking actress. Don't get me wrong. Um, the actress playing Bren is, is, is definitely beautiful, but more in like a girl next door kind of way. Yeah, she's the girl next yeah. door. It, exactly. I don't, I don't think you would have felt the same emotions for her that you, you did. If she looked like every other fucking Hollywood yeah. model in, in, in a lot of the smaller budget movies these days. Yep. You definitely need that that girl next door, small town girl vibe. Um, 100%. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's all he has to say. Yeah, I, I've sure. Heard it Come on. It's fine. I, 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 just, I expect I, it. I get what you guys are saying. And like, I'm not saying that you're wrong because film is subjective. But I'm also saying that, like, I just don't agree. Yeah. And I what what worked I, for us didn't work for you, and that's completely yeah, fucking it's fine. Just how it yeah. is? Even even though it's fine, I I, I don't understand. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand uh, why it didn't work at all. Because I mean, it, it, in reality, the movie's not trying to reinvent the wheel in any way, shape, or form. I think it's just an exercise in suspense. Uh, but also, like I said, it's a character piece where it's a very strong character at the center. 
Um, the ending, I feel like, could either make or break the movie for some people. I don't. I, I find it hard to believe that people are going to enjoy the whole fucking movie and go, yeah, that ending, that 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 ruined the whole fucking thing. I like me. that you have to um, like uh, legit think about like, okay, what the fuck was that ending? Like, what was what was given to me on this silver platter? Like, I, now I need to like decode what everything means and what I feel like it meant could be something completely different for the next person and i think that's fucking cool man yeah in like we said earlier brady i'm sure you'll agree with this you know the whole idea of trauma <laughs> you know i think i just think it was conveyed here in a more subtle fashion where it wasn't it literally wasn't trying to bash you over the head with it or anything it's just a smarter way of doing in alien abduction slash home invasion film yeah, no, I. It was I, terrifying too. I mean, we we haven't even talked about how fucking scary those scenes in the house were. How beautifully they were oh lit. Yeah. I mean, you know, you guys talked about, and I'll say this before we 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 close up shop here on the review and do trash it or treasure it. Um, I was a fan of the idea of seeing the gray alien actually being threatening because let's face it, when you look at the actual gray alien, which if you if you look at the fucking you know you, people are saying that the shit from Mexico is fake. Listen, I think it may be possibly real. I don't know, whatever. But it sure it looks a lot like ET. But you know we have proof in visuals and artwork from thousands of years ago that this yeah. is the, you know there's a reason why we look at them as this image. Um, so it was a interesting thing to see them threatening. Um, Dude, the, the the baby one was will, fucking terrifying. I will go out on record and say that the most terrifying alien movie I've ever seen is still Fire in the Sky. Oh, yeah. The alien abduction yeah. scene will forever fucking haunt my nightmares. But since then, in terms of using like the traditional big eyed aliens, this was this is the next best thing. Um, and at first I was like, oh, they're really going to go with just like the traditional look. But I warmed up to it, and then, like we talked about earlier, I was like, hmm, they have, like, different versions of these. Uh, they look slightly different in the design. And, Jeremy, when I had told you on the phone that I, I thought, maybe there's one thing you're not going to like here, because I know you're a practical effects guy. When you look at the actual designs, there was no, no possible way to do these with actual guys. Which is which suits. is why I was, really I was, wasn't. I was cool with, with most of it. Um, and they, they did use a couple practical shots, which I appreciated. Um, but I mean, especially when you're talking about that 25 foot tall fucking alien, like you're just not gonna, you're not gonna, they're not gonna look in today's age. They're not going to build a full size T-Rex like they did back in 1993. They're going to fucking CGI that shit. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny. Like the one you're talking about, the, the short little squatty one that like gnaws through fucking wooden yeah. doors and shit. Like that was some terrifying stuff, man. That was like the most vicious one. And then you have the daddy long leg one, which, you know, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie where it comes out of the house and dude, like her car, it's like the last resort. She's just trying to get out and like, nope. But she catches it in the car and then fucking burns the thing to death. It's an yeah, iconic that was pretty good. scene. That was great. I love that scene. You're just hearing this like shriek Sometimes all over the place. when I looked at the aliens, though, like especially the first one when it's in the house, all I could think of was fucking Roger from American Dad. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I know okay. what you're talking about, Brady, but I, I can thank myself right now that I think all of Seth MacFarlane's shit is garbage and I've never watched it. Yeah. So <laughs> thankful for that. 
Okay. Well, well on that note, <laughs> I, I just, just got to be that guy. Sorry. I just I think Let's he's a trash or treasure the SBH. I remember it. I, yeah. I turned it on one night and when Justin and I were at a hotel and I was like, he was like, just turn anything on. I want to go to sleep. And I turned, it was like fucking family guy. And he was like, this really? <laughs> he was like, this is the worst shit you could have put on. I was like, can you just go to fucking sleep? I'm just trying to sleep. <laughs> I was probably hammered, probably. and I wanted something else, like Forensic Files <laughs> or He was or like, turn on the infomercials. I want to see all the infomercials. Oh, my God. That's true. That's true. But, yes, Jeremy, it's time for final thoughts, ladies and gentlemen, and trash it or treasure it. Jeremy's like, it needed more spit in the movie. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. I'm going to suck up that spit. I would love to. I cannot, I cannot believe you. I would love to swallow that robust Listen, our audience can't saliva. believe it either. They're, and they're still listening. Hopefully they're still listening to the, you know, the whole point of the review, which is us actually getting to, if we're going to recommend this movie, though, you probably You know that there's one listener out there who, when Jeremy said that, went, yes. They're like, that's, that's, exactly that's God's lubrication about. right there. Uh, all right. He's like, dude, I gotta stop in traffic right fucking now and pull my fucking pants off. No, it's okay. You're um, like, we just got our highest paying patron. Three hundred dollars a fucking month. Hey, buddy, I call that devil spit. He's Bro, like, I'm gonna pay for your groceries. <laughs> uh, but uh, actually, you know what, Brady? We'll start with you because you seem to be a slight naysayer on this one. Let's hear your final thoughts and trash it or treasure. Yeah, so uh, great performance uh, from Caitlin Devers. Uh, I think the direction was was strong for most of the movie. Uh, like I already said, I like the design of the aliens. Uh, I really like the throwback to the the nineteen fifties sci fi esque alien, where it's not this like weird hybrid thing we're getting nowadays. Sometimes. Um, that being said, after two viewings, I just it's not that everything in the beginning worked for me and the ending just didn't. There were the things leading up to the end that were slightly throwing me off, like the lack of dialogue and, and the parts that didn't make sense or, um, you know, like just some people in the town were being weird. And sure, they're, you could say that that's because they were possessed by aliens, but it just it didn't feel normal. Um, and not so much like it wasn't normal in an alien invasion way. It just it felt very fake and out of place. Uh, so that when we got to the end... And they showed the event with Maud, what happened. I said, okay, that's, that's great. Like, I like this idea of trauma. I think they did do that well. But then for these extraterrestrial creatures to just send her back into the world and say, ah, it's okay. Like, we saw your trauma. Like, it just, it really sucked me out of the movie in a way that, like, left a bad taste in my mouth. And I, I, I just did not appreciate it. I think that that movie like and then looking at it <laughs> from that viewpoint it felt like they were trying to make an art house movie out of this up to that point and then this is the point where it was like it just it teetered over the edge and it was like no like you tried too hard um and i think that's unfortunate because i'm glad everybody's enjoying it but for me i, I just don't enjoy it because it felt too try hard at the end for me um, so even even hearing my take on it because you're you're especially after hearing your I'm just oh kidding. holy shit but I was like <laughs> I mean like because you you're still referring to it as the aliens letting her go because they saw her trauma to where I don't think that that was what it was like this hearing or another take on it does that does that do you think that's something that you could look at later and maybe change how you feel about it or do no, you feel pretty stuck I mean, on it. 
I read an interview with the director where he was like, the aliens let her go because it was, they saw her that she could be an adversary, but that she didn't have to be one. And it's like, because of her trauma, and like, sure, I get that, but that still doesn't make sense. Like, it's, he doesn't ever give a full ex- explanation to the ending. And for some people, that's the beauty of it. Like, I like some movies. Yeah, that that's like definitely that. the beauty but of it. But for me, I, I, it I'm felt, so sick of being spoon fed that shit for every fucking movie. I don't need it to be spoon fed, but it, it didn't need to be that. <laughs> ambiguous and tangled at the end for me personally and so because of that yeah. I have to trash it very very uh, sorry for me to hear personally that, I'm glad it's getting below yeah I'm no I mean like for me it, I, I think an ambiguous ending is a breath of fresh air considering we live in a world where almost every single movie uh, does spoon feed you these themes and, and then they ideas, give you a post credit scene to spoon feed what you're gonna yeah. get next and yeah. so you know to a, a juxtapos- juxtaposition from that is just a movie where a guy had an idea and he made it. Um, and I think all of it works. Uh, you know, the ending just being left open-ended is like refreshing because I'm like, I don't have to worry about if this is getting a sequel. It's not a franchise starter or anything. I'm like, you can take from it whatever you want to take from it. And it actually, you know, connects to me rewatching William Friedkin's The Exorcist recently, Um, you know, boning up for the new film. It's, you know, every movie he ended ambiguously. He didn't care if you understood it or not. He just wanted you to leave thinking about the movie. And that, to me, as not only just a movie watcher, but a film critic, is refreshing. And I think... You know, there's a reason, Brady, that you are falling in, you know, in line with the 58 percent rotten audience score this has on Rotten Tomatoes compared to the 80 percent fresh critic rating. Uh, For once, Jeremy is actually lining up with the critics. Uh, Actually, you you usually do nine times out of ten. You actually usually do. Um, But, yeah, it's it's true. Um, A lot of the general moviegoers aren't wanting anything special. Uh, just give me aliens killing people and, and they're fine. But for me, and I'll 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 go and say it right now, I'm gonna treasure this thing. I I, I pray that Hulu releases this on f- uh, physical media. I want this on 4K. Uh, I will buy this shit. I will champion it. Definitely refreshing, especially getting this the same week of Gareth Edwards, the creator. I'm like, this could be a sci-fi renaissance. Uh, if if we have these young up and comers doing something special like this, you know, uh, man, fuck me. I, the aliens were terrifying. It was scary. It was suspenseful. I felt for the main character, and I left entertained. And it's a fucking ninety minute movie. What more could you ask for? For real, seriously. Like and the trauma's there. So for the people who are like I need more character shit, it's there. You're good. So there it is, Jeremy. For you. Final thoughts and trash it or treasure it. Yeah, this this one was great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I got to be honest, there hasn't been a lot of horror films that have, have done it for me this year. Uh, I've been disappointed in a lot of them. Evil Dead Rise and a bunch of other titles have just been like, ah, they were fine, but nothing's really been something that I've been hot on. Hey, you love Talk To oh, Me. Dude, we, we're oh, big time. Talk v- to very me. few movies this year. Talk To Me is one of them. Uh, no one will save you. This one is one of them. Um, Infinity Pool is one of them. Um, Scream Six was great uh, for a franchise thing that that is now you know was on its fifth sequel. Um, I thought that was great. Um, but there's been a lot of other movies this year that just haven't worked for me. So it was it was really great to 
have no expectation for a movie. I didn't know this movie even existed until people were talking about it. And then um, to enjoy it so much as well was just, that was just, that was a plum nice surprise. That was so nice. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I had a great time with it. The wife had a great time with it. Uh, it was a nice little date night kind of movie. My parents had the kids, and it was just me and my wife. We got to really enjoy it. It was it was, it was was awesome. Um, I, I loved the character of Bryn. I loved how menacing and terrifying the aliens were because it's been a while since we saw a straight up. Because, I mean, dude, uh, Nope was like a space dragon movie. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it, that's a different kind of alien movie. I, I said, I said it was a space vagina hey, man, movie. I'm cool with that too. Uh, but yeah, no, we, I know we. I had a blast with this, man. This is if Hulu can crank out movies like this. This is two alien movies that they were original films for for their streaming service that fucking knocked it out of the park. There was Prey. Well, there, there here's 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 the reminder. So I have to remind people right now, and I'm glad you brought this up. If you haven't purchased your copy of Prey yet. Get it now. It's selling out everywhere. I pre-ordered mine, and it's saying that it's already out Damn. of stock. So the, the the regular Blu-ray and the 4K Ultra HD Steelbook from Best Buy, everyone's buying that shit. So Hulu, Killing number it. one, listen to Brady, what he said earlier. Send us fucking screeners so we can review your movies earlier. Mm-hmm. And also, put this shit out. I mean, we, we know it's Disney anyway. Whatever. They're, they're running everything. But Treasure. Treasure for me. I, I think, and, and I want to ask this question real quick before we finish up. Would this have done better, or would this have done just as well as a theatrical no. release? No. no. Um, I, and I really feel for for what Martin Scorsese is really putting out there right now with, with cinema, um, I feel like movies are, are struggling to find an audience and make money at the box office unless they are these superhero tent poles or something that just becomes a project that has so much buzz behind it. Like Talk to Me did really well because the buzz behind it was was really really good, but I feel like it's so hard in a time and a space where everyone is creating content. There's more content than we could ever fucking consume. Um so it's harder to capture people's attention because there's all these streamers coming out with original content and and different ways to watch movies now. I don't think that this would have I don't think it would have necessarily like tank tanked at the box office, but I don't think it would have been a movie that people would have raced out and saw in droves. So, um this is when, you know, it's funny when when things started streaming a lot more and, and streaming platforms uh started to create original content. Um I was like, "Man, I just don't know that I'm ever going to be fully on board for this. I feel like like movies should be, you know, a communal experience in a movie theater but now i feel like i've kind of been swayed on that because studios are more apt to take chances on projects that have like this movie that has no dialogue and it's like a fucking alien invasion movie you know uh i feel like because these streamers need content and they need to have people sign up for their streamer so they it's a necessity to create original content to draw them in um, it fills the void, um, and it's less of a risk for these studios to do that rather than all of the money it takes for advertising and potential loss of, of putting a movie Very in a true. movie theater. 
Yeah, in in the case of this movie, all the advertising they had for this was just literally people talking about it. But I myself would have loved to have seen. It was a beautiful looking movie. I I loved the cinematography, uh, great use of shadow and such. It was beautifully directed, amazingly acted. Would have loved to see it in a theater. I don't necessarily disagree with your viewpoint. But ladies and gentlemen, that is our review of No One Will Save You. Let us know what you thought of the movie on the post on social media wherever you see this review. If you like the show, if you love the show, if you actually agree with Brady and you want to tell him he's right about the movie and we're fucking wrong, let us know by leaving us a review on iTunes. We actually had an iTunes review recently, or Apple Podcast, whatever you want to call it. I'm super old school now, where they literally said, who wants Keaton casts? Give me Leprechaun reviews. Boom. So, hey, listen, we're, we're listening to you, but we're still going to do what we want to do. We love you and thank you for listening. Uh, Spotify, it's even easier. Just leave a star rating. It'll bump up our listenership on that app as well. And we're on social media everywhere. At Epic Film Guys on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, on I can't even remember all the fucking rest of them. Hornhub! Until next time, (laughs) listen, uh, you might not hear a new episode until maybe next week or so. Jeremy's going to age 45, so all you Halloween fans, be prepared for him to come back and tell his stories then. But as we always like to say, I'm Justin. I'm Jeremy. I'm Be Ready. And we like to ask you to keep it.